I was, uh, my name is Susan Van Ert, but I was born Susan Marie Hurlbert in uh, July 25th, 1949 in Grass Valley, California. What was your early childhood like? It was actually really amazing if I, when I think about it. My first memories are I was raised in a logging camp. My dad was a logger. My dad and my sisters and mom and I lived in a small cabin. I went to the first grade there and it was a one room schoolhouse. And um, there were only three of us in my first grade class. Then we moved down to Chico and it was really a neat little town. I have two siblings, Virginia and Jan, Jeanette. Jan and I are 11 months apart. Virginia is two years younger than I am. I went to junior high in Chico and, and then I went to high school in Chico. Although when I, got, when I was 16, I got my first car and that was an incredible uh, amount of freedom for us. Can you describe I mean, your parents and siblings? My uh, mother, there were eight children in her family, uh, four boys, four girls. Her, her parents were Portuguese. Her father came from the Azor Islands and her, her mother was born in the Hawaiian Islands, but her parents immigrated from the Azores and then immigrated to uh, California. And they started a dairy farm and a creamery in uh, Gridley, California, which is near the Sacramento River. My grandfather actually studied to be a, a Catholic priest while he was in the, in the Azores. He went into seminary and some of his brothers had immigrated to California. And so he decided he wanted to see his brothers before he took his vows. And he came to California and he met my little grandmother and fell madly in love. And so they had eight children together and they were dairy farmers as each boy and girl married, my grandfather would give them each a start of cattle so that they could start their farms. If anybody needed help building a house or anything like that, it was not unusual at all for uh, my uncles to come on the weekends and my dad and my mom go to help one of their relatives build a home. They maintained their Portuguese culture, but they also assimilated into into their new country and my my mother never learned portuguese because her parents insisted that she learn english and become an american they became citizens and they learned english but they also did a very good job i think of, of maintaining the culture and then my father it was kind of a little bit of a contrast there my father his mom immigrated from germany when she was three years old they landed in upstate New York and came by wagon train across to Nebraska. She grew up there and she met my grandfather who also had immigrated from Germany. They married and the first home they had was a sod house. The roof was basically grass. They had six children. They had three girls and three boys. My dad was a World War II vet who came in uh, on the beaches of Normandy of 11 campaigns. He was involved in nine of them. He not only came over on the beaches of Normandy, he helped liberate Buchenwald, which was a Jewish concentration camp. He didn't talk about the war very much, but in a later life, he's told me a lot more. How yeah. did having children impact your life and your outlook on life? 
Well, first of all, I got married at a very young age. I had been married, I was married probably four months and then I got pregnant. And in so many ways, I was a child myself. The world wasn't about me and my husband anymore. It was about all about my kids. My husband had been accepted into graduate school in North Carolina, and we flew back to North Carolina. While we were in graduate school, um, we had two more children, Mark and Matthew, and the women's movement was going on. I often felt the hypocrisy of established roles. What were your occupations during your adult life, and how did they affect you? After I graduated from high school, I went to cosmetology school. I was hearing impaired. I lost my hearing when I was three years old. And I did not want to wear hearing aids, although I needed to because I really had a severe loss. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to look different. I didn't want to wear my hearing aids. And so school was a bit of a struggle for me because I wasn't able to hear a lot of what was going on. I read a lot, so that was really helpful. So when I got into high school, at that time, the California schools were doing what they called a tier system, where you were one, two, or three, and one were the kids who tested really well or who excelled, and then two, and then three, which was for kids who were struggling. And once they signed you to a certain tier, you could never get out of that tier. So that you were basically kind of streamed into, you're gonna be vocational or you're gonna dig ditches or you're going to go to college. My parents always expected us to go to college. I didn't have the grades, but I was didn't realize that I really was a lot smarter than the tier which I was, to which I was assigned. But anyway, so I ended up getting a scholarship to go to a cosmetology school and I went there and loved it because it gave me an opportunity to be very creative. And I loved transforming people. I loved to see people transform, to feel good about themselves when they walked away. Um, and then when we went to North Carolina, I really um, had, could not work because I had an infant. And um, so I let that license lapse. And then I did various jobs, like whatever needed to be done. If we needed extra money, then I would, I worked at uh, clothing stores, various retail outlet kind of things. Decided I was going to go back to school and I managed to get into the U of A. I wanted to go to nursing school. And so I started taking those classes and I was, I made the Dean's list. I was so proud of myself because I really, you know, so those are things that I learned in, later in life is that you know, you cannot always buy into other people's narratives about who you are. You, you have to really understand and know who you are and what you're capable of. And I ended up going to um, radiology school because it, was, it started six months earlier. And then I specialized in nuclear medicine and really enjoyed that. I actually loved my patients and ended up ending that career a little early because my parents were both terminal and needed to be taken care of and wanted to pass it home. And so I left my job early, took an early retirement so that I could do that for them. What is the most difficult lesson you have learned so far in your life? Life is very precious and that time is very precious. You always say, oh, someday we're gonna do this or someday we're gonna do that. And then I, so what I think was so profound was that we didn't 
we may not have a someday. How has your personality changed from when you were a teenager? I think I'm still the same person in the sense that I've always wanted to do the right thing, no matter how much it hurt. I always tried to do the right thing. My parents had so much integrity and I always wanted to live up to that. So I think what's changed is I've, I've, I've had a lot more confidence about who I am and that I don't have so much angst and worry about what other people think that I have to, you know, that I only get one life and I have to live it the way that I, that I need to. Not a lot has changed. I mean, I knew, I always knew as a kid and as a, you know, especially as a teenager that I could come home and that I was, I was loved there and that I was always safe there. And I still sort of feel that way. I mean, I still feel like my family is the most important thing to me, that there's nothing more important than my family. I've, you know, grown up and all of that, but I can't honestly say I, I still feel like the core of who I am. Not a lot has changed. I think one thing I've learned too is that there were times when I was a teenager that I would get in a situation where I think, you know, this kind of doesn't feel right. And sometimes I didn't always listen to it. And I think that we really, really have to encourage people and our kids that if something doesn't feel right or just doesn't seem right that it probably isn't and that that's just your you know spirit your inner self just protecting you and we need to listen to that more there's been a lot of loss and heartache and but a lot of joy and a lot of wonderful things if i was gone tomorrow part of me lives on in all of my grandchildren and i'm pretty satisfied with how i've lived my life